when we get into this review, I'll tell you where most of that money went and where it disappeared. <laughs> I, think, I think we all know the answer to that. Was it Wesley Snipes' taxes? <laughs> and is that a euphemism for other things? Uh, that's partially where some of it is. Hi, welcome back to Rapid Troop Sucks, where we we uh, trail where your money goes and where you're we're trying to hide it. We're gonna do a deep dive on Wesley Snipes' financial situation tonight. Yeah, Mike, you, Mike, you you could highlight some of your favorite things: Wesley Snipes and Heidi Holes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> All of your favorites are coming out to play. Uh, so, hey, welcome back. It's uh, November, unfortunately. Goodbye, October. I miss you uh, for all the reasons I would miss all Octobers. But welcome back. We are Rabbit Troop Sucks. We are a podcast about obscure, forgotten about, and often overlooked films. And I am Paul. And as always, my co-host Mike is next to me. Hey mm-hmm. there, Mike. Oh, hi. And uh, Jeremy uh, is no longer in the studio, but he he's with us like Obi-Wan Kenobi spiritually. He's in the hidey hole. Yes. <laughs> I have my blue saber in the hidey hole. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. it's right there. Um, Lamar Glowing might be putting on his shoes to leave at this point in time. <laughs> shoes are on. Shoes are on. Lamar hashtag pounded. <laughs> I'm, I'm, bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Hashtag shoes are on. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think Lamar's going to go too far uh, because he doesn't know how to use the seashells. And we're going to be looking at 1993's Demolition Man. Uh, A police officer is brought out of suspended animation in prison to pursue an old, ultraviolet nemesis who is loose in a nonviolent future society. This stars Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and Sandra Bullock, amongst other people. Um... Yeah, I feel this is definitely a movie that we have clearly seen. And if you were a tween or teen and above in the 90s, near 93, you are probably absolutely aware of this movie and have probably seen it sometime. But I think the overlooked might be, as we've talked about with Ninja Turtles, you know, Ninja Turtles came out in 1990, right? Or is it 91? It was 90. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this is only three years after. There's tons of people who have never seen this movie, and the only exposure they might have to Stallone at this point uh, now would be finishing off Rambo, finishing off Rocky, and The Expendables. Yeah, I can't remember. God, The what. Expendables is horrible. That's yeah, a horrible series. I've only seen the first one. Can't remember what order all those movies came out in, but Stallone was clearly drenched in action movies at this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, to, to kind of to Paul's point, like, for a lot of people who aren't our, our age, like they've never like Stallone. When, it, when a new Stallone movie came out, I was stoked. Like I, it was something yeah, to look yeah. forward to. Mike oiled up for Christ's sake. I did. Yeah. And even more so when Snipes yeah. was involved, but like for, <laughs> for people who are say in their twenties, like they've never known Stallone as like, not kind of a washed up guy and maybe don't know Snipes from anything other than like a tax joke. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might get Snipes in Blade, where some people might be like sure. a little bit, but yeah, but then you know, Snipes goes away, literally to prison for a little bit, and <laughs> uh-huh. we don't see him uh, act, and there's no more Blade. Sandra Bullock's going to be the big one. I mean, I feel Sandra Bullock is going to be the most accessible person in this movie. Let me just name off a couple because it, it skips through time. So yeah, like we're going to follow uh, up this movie with Speed in 1994. So I think we're going to get some more people. Miss Congeniality, which has a couple parts, and that's early 2000s. We're going to get a couple more. 
She's in Gravity in 2013. She's in The Lost City in 2022. She's in The Blind Side in 2009 and Ocean's 8 in 2018. I feel out of anyone in this movie, someone's going to be like, oh, I've totally seen yeah, her everyone more knows, recently. Everyone yeah, everyone knows that's, that's <clears throat> Right, and then I, you know, to Mike's point, then everyone else is like Stallone, like that guy who like finished up one of his franchises. <laughs> I think it's going to be that. Right. Or still in the Expendables. So I, I love Sandra Bullock, by the way. An interesting piece of trivia. So Rob Schneider is also in this movie. Yeah, very big part. Irwin. Um, he, so he became friends with Sandra Bullock on the set of this movie. Um, and over the course of like filming their scenes, she was talking about this uh, script that she had that she was going to accept. And it involved like being on a bus the entire length of the movie. And he was like, that's the stupidest thing you could ever do. Don't ever do that. That's going to like tank. And yeah, that he, movie was he, speed. So he listen, Jeremy. In a way, he was right. He just needed to say, "In the sequel, when you're on a boat, don't take that script." <laughs> now you might yeah. want to take the one on the bus. <laughs> listen to Keanu. Isn't Rob Schneider kind of like a dick now? Oh, really? I don't know. I hope not. I thought like he was getting canceled because of his like bonkers political views. Uh, people uh, stop having political views yeah. as an actor. just no, act. leave it alone no one no one cares what you think go to the go to the voting box <laughs> privately don't tell anyone what you're doing and go home privately i might like, be wrong if i am sorry i feel i feel colin missing this uh wasn't he our rob schneider correspondent he is our senior oh, rob, rob schneider <laughs> yeah, starting with surf ninjas oh yeah that's then we have he has a hair rob doll schneider of rob movie? schneider yeah, I think we're at number three. He, yeah, uh, Surf Ninjas. Surf what was Ninjas. the other one? Did that one. Uh, Grandma's Boy. I don't know. He's not in Grandma's Boy. My oh, he's my in the beginning. He he's, is, in, yeah. he's in the beginning. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This is our three Pete with Rob Schneider. Way to go! Unfortunately, uncredited and hopefully not being a jerk. But we also get our sequel with Dennis Leary. Uh, we had him in Judgment Night. Now he's back. And Jack Black might be in this movie somewhere uh, that I did <laughs> really? not see. I he, saw that he was in it, and I was on the lookout for him, and I didn't see him. He is somewhere in the wasteland uh, underground. I think he, I don't even know if he has a talking line. And my thought is he might have at one point in time. Apparently a lot was cut from this film. A lot of like reshoots and a couple extra cuts. Um, kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to make something this perfect. Jeremy, is it weird yeah, not, yeah. not being in the studio anymore? We, we miss you. When are you coming back to Denver? Yeah, it was fun having you down. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. It was great. Uh, I wish that I I wish that I wish lived in Colorado. Let's I do mean, it. it's such we a beautiful all, state. Let's do it. Tell your wife. You know? Let's do it. Are your, kids drink, are your kids drinking OJ out of those skull shot glasses now in the morning? No, so I broke one already. What? Just washing it. I was washing it, and like it was like I was washing it in hot water by hand, and like I went into like rinse it with like the the wash rag, and it just went right through. I'm like, oh fuck! I'm surprised I didn't cut the shit say, out of you, myself. Yeah, are you yeah, okay? Was, <laughs> you know, I was That's getting my lawyers on the phone. Ended. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> you can't rage wash your shot glasses yeah. like that, man. You're like, I'm so <laughs> angry. I'm not in Denver. Well, maybe we need. I know to, exactly. We need to adjust our, you know, hand wash only to do not wash these shot glasses, <laughs> or do not rage wash these shot glasses. No, just they can be dirty. They need to be. Yeah, I tried to convince Amy, like, we need to make a family trip out to you guys and yes. take the boys to uh, Meow Wolf or whatever yes. the fuck that place is called. Yeah. Yeah. It's called that. You should do that. Yes. So We're open yeah. for business. Let's do it up. Mm. <laughs> Have the boys do a podcast. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do a podcast of uh, Spy Kids Armageddon. <laughs> 
Uh, as long as you don't censor yourself. Uh, kids, I, you're, you're going to be in one room. Your dad's going to be in do. another. <laughs> well, let's jump uh, into some Demolition Man, as this is a slightly longer movie. Um, this movie opens up, and part of the trivia I read was they didn't originally have this backstory. So we open up in L.A., Los Angeles, 1996, their future. Uh, it's totally on fire. Um, yeah. So three years from this movie, they just imagine L.A. is just perpetually going to be on fire. I thought it was 2006. Is it? I thought I think it was no, 1996. It was 96. No, really? it says L.A. Yeah. 1996. Yeah. Oh, wow, I was way off. Yeah. So, so they thought it was going to go downhill like real quick. Right. <laughs> like, like guys, like we need to film here while we can because we got to get out of here. So there are a lot of weird questions. Um, there, okay, so we get a helicopter shot, and it's Stallone in a helicopter with a bunch of pilots. Uh, we'll later see one of those pilots. Send Maniac catch one. Yeah, you got to send a Maniac in to catch one. Uh, also, the pilots are like, hey, what are we doing? He's like, doing a good deed. I don't know. So no one's talked on the whole <laughs> helicopter ride? Like, <laughs> like no, it's here, very discombobulated. Here are the here are the coordinates. Uh, don't say a word to me until we get there. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, Go there and kill. Yeah. Right. So, Although he doesn't kill. No. <laughs> he got them into the helicopter like when you ask your dog to go for a car ride. He's like, you want to go for a ride? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Let's go. Right. Uh, j- just a training. Training exercise. Yeah. Uh, so, well, it, a helicopter yeah. is the most efficient way to move through traffic in L.A. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, they, they, cracked a good, they cracked the code on that one. So he... <laughs> He goes there. Uh, the The pilots again have no idea what's going on, and that. But then he tells them he's like it's Simon Phoenix, and he's a real scumbag, and he's killed these people, and he stole the bus, and there's hostages, and they're like, okay, yeah, great. And I was like, dude, wasn't this why? Isn't this why you're here? Right, like, just you are all on the same force. Tell that to the pilots on the way to what's. Co- I don't. I'm so confused. There's a lot of. <laughs> Just try to get past. Well, there's I, a lot of this. I, in this I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I forgot I was dealing. We just got to get to the killing. Right. I thought mm-hmm. I was de- forgot I was dealing with a real demolition man. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is what he's known to be. Uh, apparently, only in the future after the chief says it to him once. But uh, he bungees himself in. It's uh, Sylvester Stallone is Detective John Spartan, and Spartan goes in bungee first. I don't think it was even a bungee cord. It was it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think it was either. It looks like he, he just jumped out of the back. chopper. Yeah. When he got to the end of his repel, it, there was no, yeah, no. <laughs> no retraction from the cord. I don't think you want a bungee jump out of a helicopter. And that was a large, My, like 100 feet, foot drop. Yeah, it was, you know, he, yeah. he doesn't have a spot. <laughs> Yeah, well, Spartan goes in and he's, you know, throwing stuff and yeah. throwing dudes down. He's fighting his way. And we get to meet uh, Phoenix, Simon Phoenix, who is Wesley Snipes. And is doing and he's doing cocaine coke. immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's doing real 1996 L.A. drugs. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing a line of fire, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And while he's doing that, he's just punching a bunch of holes and barrels with his Rambo-style knife. Uh, yeah. And now there's gasoline the, all over the floor. Now, the barrels, I believe, said C4. Yeah, liquid C4. So. Which is not a liquid. <laughs> okay, yeah. right, right. So good call on that because I wrote fuel question mark and I yeah. actually later mm-hmm. went back because Stone's like, gasoline? <laughs> and so I, I wrote gasoline, exclamation point, and, and a check mark because he, <laughs> he confirmed that. Yeah. And apparently there's hostages from some sort of bus, that there was a bus. And it was really weird. So... 
from my understanding, Wesley Snipes took over an area of downtown. He's like, the police knew when to leave and the reporters knew when to leave, but a bus came through. Yeah, it sounds it like... It was a bus of tourists. Like, this is like just, they were on, like... Yeah. He wasn't... He didn't end up here. I think this is, like, his house. <laughs> I think this is where he just lives. He's setting up like it is. Yeah, and the bus just happened to, you know, stroll through. He's like, not in my house. What if it was a bus of, like, the Property Brothers? They're like, son, we need to renovate. We're here to you, fix it up. You have gas all <laughs> over the floor. <laughs> is, this, is this how you want to entertain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a part-time Coke doer and C4 barrel collector. My, <laughs> my budget is $8 million. <laughs> right. <laughs> His budget would be, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah. I know I said I didn't want 400 floors, but mm. I think we're going to go for that 400th floor. Yeah. Um, well... There's a there's a tussle. Mm -hmm. There is a tussle. And he tries to light a fire. Mm -hmm. And uh, it does catch on fire. It does. And we don't know where these hostages are. And now we get John Spartan in some real trouble. Because well, he asks where the, where the hostages are. And I believe uh, the response is, the hostages are, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and I believe no, there's everywhere. a dick kick involved. <laughs> oh, there's definitely one at the end. I yeah. sent Mike a picture just like straight up of that. Um, so, yeah, the building explodes uh, with everyone in there. A massive explosion. Yeah, I mean, it everyone's clearly in this building. Like anybody that was in the vicinity should be dead. <laughs> right. And Sylvester Stallone walks out while carrying Wesley Snipes. Right. Like, yeah. Hey, here he is. And, and his chief is like, damn it, John. <laughs> Tired of this demolition the, man yeah, shit. Yeah, like, and I, I wrote that oh. we are we are six minutes into the movie. Uh, John, <laughs> I'm sick of all the demolition man <laughs> shit. That is from his superior officer, his mm -hmm. chief in 1996. And his superior officer is also the captain in Lethal Weapon series, the yes, franchise. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I like him in Lethal Weapon. He's like the sympathetic chief, especially later yeah. on. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're six minutes in. They're already using the catchphrase. Um, and here, here's another time this movie immediately goes off the rails. Now we're probably within seven minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. So real twist here. They're like, oh, man, where are the hostages? And then some guy's like, hey, sir, we found like a bunch of body parts and like the hostages are probably all dead. And Wesley Snipes says to, to the chief. I told him, but he said he didn't care. And the chief immediately <laughs> believes him. Right. And, and we are led to believe, not only does the chief believe them, every cop believes him. He is then sentenced to like prison. 70 uh, years. Yeah, yeah, found guilty in a court of law and is going to be cryogenically frozen for the crime because yeah. one dude's like, I told him. I'd like to talk about this. <laughs> sure. So I know, I would too, Mike. Yeah. So we have one, <laughs> we have zero forensics. No one, no one's yeah. like, let's maybe like put the fire out and see what this actually looks like. Two, everyone's like, oh shit, the worst criminal in history said it was his fault. It's it's probably. Yeah, why wouldn't you believe him? It's probably the fault of this decorated officer and not this lunatic. I think what we needed is Judge Dredd, who is judge and juror. Yeah. And, well, and sentences them right there. And also the punishment is yeah. literally like, we are going to send you 70 years into the future. Yeah, so, like, that's their fucking literal yeah, punishment. Thank you. So <laughs> th this. Well, and reprogram him. Well, yeah. So. To be a seamstress. So like to, to him. He, I mean, yeah, his family's going to be gone or whatever, but whatever. But like he, it'll be like he goes to sleep and wakes up and he knows how to like knit and that's his punishment. Well, remember, okay. Well, I have other questions about this, but mm -hmm. uh, 
Remember, he does not complete his like re-education. No, no, he, for like, sure. Like, he is he is awoken early. But this doesn't seem like what you would do. You wouldn't dedicate this amount <clears throat> of resources to freeze people. I, oh, I mean, so people complain now that uh, uh, not to get political and rabbit troop sucks. Just universally, people complain that it's so much money to have someone on death row because you have like around the clock security mm-hmm. and various other things and taxpayers pay that. This would be just a thousand times that amount per person. 100%. Right. <laughs> cryogenically frozen. Like you have all these like weird machines and gadgets and you have to cryogenically freeze them and contain the that. power costs alone. <laughs> so you guys are telling me the punishment does not fit the rhyme. No, I'm <laughs> what we're saying is that the way to bring people together, Republicans and Democrats is to send criminals into the future mm-hmm. or to a no That's escape the real island. message. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where they make nut butter and knit Jeremy sweaters, which I also the have man said butter. I want those sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> also, why do they have the same sentence? I have wait, wait well, let's get Okay, yes, yeah, cuz I have another okay. question about that. Okay, yeah. so okay. then so he he is convicted and everyone's getting sentenced. So they do have Phoenix. They're sentencing him. Uh, why are they cryogenically freezing him and trying to reprogram him? Unknown. Uh, we also uh, get some water goo. Mm-hmm. Uh, water goo. And everyone's first uh, shot at parole will be in 2046. So, again, this is 1996. They will wake up in 2046, and that will be the first time they get parole. Then uh, I have some questions here. One, why in holy shit does anyone have to be awake while they're cryogenically frozen? Stallone's comment I saw a trivia on IMDb. He said we had to film these scenes for like six hours. He's like, I've never been more terrified. Yeah, I saw that as well. Um, I believe it. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. They. Wait, I don't understand. <laughs> they. Like in real life, these shots took like six hours. They yeah, was like, they take one, take two, take three. What the? F- over yeah. and over yeah, again. lots well, of goo. Okay, well, that's half the budget right there. But, <laughs> but, in, but in real life, like, well, wow. sorry. In the real life of this film, you think they would just like induce sleep and then put you in a goo, not make you suffocate in goo water, right. and then you wake up just seven years later. Bonk them over the head that's or something. That's the real punishment. Yeah. Right. And so. Suffocating for- in goo water. For this, uh, Assistant Warden William Smithers is the warden, and he does he does seem to be genuinely sad. He sa- he apologizes a couple times. He's like, "If there's anything you need," and he's like, "I am truly sorry." Like uh, Detective Spartan, like, and he truly it seems that way. Um, again, this is maybe one of a few people, and then uh, then we uh, meet uh, Huxley. We're already in the future, uh, but not 2032. We're 2032. We're a little early. What's go, what's going on here? Um, and uh, that assistant warden we're going to see is now just straight up Warden Smithers mm-hmm. uh, talking to Huxley, who is Sandra Bullock. And she is complaining that there's no crime and nor has there ever been crime. So here's a fun little uh, writing tip. Now it makes me think that Huxley has been complaining for the last 15 years on the police force because just... Just magically, just she's complaining this one day that there's no crime. She clearly would be complaining every day that there's no crime. 
I think yeah. it's probably been a growing situation with her. It's just like boredom every day building up to her finally just complaining. Well, that's just like weird. Like, But that's the world she was born and yeah, lives it in. It doesn't seem like she's ever really encountered crime. Right. And knows there isn't crime. Yeah. But still <clears throat> decided to be a police officer. Right. She only knows things from movies, which is kind of fun. Yeah. All the pop culture. Well, there's a lot of discontinuity in the uh, timeline here between because they're apparently from the time that 1996 in 2032 i mean it's not a ton of time that's passed but enough like there's been like like you find out there's like a huge earthquake yeah, i yeah, mean what that, happened in this warring faction and like that like it seems like that all got resolved very quickly yeah, in that time well, period well, let's jump a little ahead uh because i think it will make more sense as we go through this uh if the listeners knew yeah jeremy great point that so not a lot of time has passed. And I th- started thinking that when I was taking my own notes, I was like, geez, like it's only like 40 years. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So in this world, one major event was there was a huge earthquake in 2010. It seems like it killed a ton of people and civilization basically had to rebuild. And then we, they went in a separate direction. So uh, it seemed like a class system was super heavily, uh, split way further than what we see in real life today. Um, I'm guessing based on what they're saying, but yeah, there's been other events and like weird, like corporate wars and takeovers and weird stuff. And the invention of the three seashells. Mm-hmm. No, I'm glad you said all that because there's a lot of exposition in this movie that alludes to what happened. And that's pretty much the events that occurred, but it, the story's told just kind of sprinkling through the whole movie and it kind of just doesn't make sense. But what you said just makes sense as to why there's a class system like this, how the world is like this. There's one side that's just a, just a beautiful future. Like this police station is, there's no crime. It's all futuristic. There's nothing to do except clean. Right. right. And all the crime is hidden underneath. Yeah, it we'll seems like later. a coach job, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so she's bored out of her head. She wants a part of, <laughs> part of, both worlds, I guess. So, although I got to be honest with you, if I couldn't cuss, fuck it, I'm I'm yeah, done. No, that'd be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, is this now? Is this idyllic situation that we're in? Is this only in Los Angeles, or is the whole world like this? That's my gu- my guess, it was more oh, over. Mike. This was Don't the whole world. Questions, Mike. But, but like, why? So they 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 use the example of an earthquake in L.A. as the triggering point for this. Why the fuck it was like Detroit? Like, well, L.A. had an earthquake, so we're we're gonna be mm. good now. Yeah, but it. it well, it's, it just seems like <laughs> my guess is it seems like these like catastrophic events maybe like only targeted. I'm guessing also this earthquake was all of the United States of America. Like that's what I do not think that was just L.A. Okay. I think that was like a major ripple, let's say, through maybe just the West Coast or it was just more than L.A. I also want to highlight that then they started developing different sciences so like people like started getting like things bred out of them or genetically altered in them. So we're Over so less than one generation. That's, of humans. that that's the weird thing. Okay. Like they're not enough time yeah. has elapsed. Yeah, totally exactly. Like that. the time from the, the beginning of this movie to where we are now is less than the duration of most of our lives right now. That is correct. Yeah. I think what we're dealing with here is someone who wants to write sci-fi, but not a sci-fi world. Mm-hmm. Or no like a backstory for it. They don't want to do the world building. They no. just want the technologies here, here. Just enough to get through for a movie like this. And I think it worked. It did work because this movie's great. <laughs> yeah, and if you're trying to look for the stuff like why and how, 
like stop it right there. I guess it, the easiest <laughs> mechanism would have been to just extend the time frame. I totally agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this should have jumped further ahead of time by all means. Yeah. Um. Well, not at all is rosy because we already uh, already see uh, grass getting moved around and like weird periscopes pop up and. <laughs> Uh, spray painting happens and everyone's freaking out and uh, we see this guy friendly who is played by Dennis Leary. Spray painting? You mean scandalous graffiti? Scandalous. Really brutal. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and Huxley finds out about this uh, just in time for I would assume now her decade long rant on why there's not crime. Mm-hmm. And finally there is crime that there is graffiti and the chief alerts Yeah she's everyone. excited. Yeah. Yeah, but the chief is unhappy later on when he finds out that Huxley is really longing for crime and is like, you know, your love of pop culture and your love of nostalgic things that you didn't even live through is going to be your undoing. So I'd like to stop right here because at this point in time, we like Lieutenant Huxley is just a regular police officer, correct? Well, she's, she's not like a lieutenant. Yeah. <clears throat> well, she's got a dope yeah. office. And, and, she's got and, a fucking monstrous office, man. Like it's huge. <laughs> well, let's let's quote her. What I wouldn't give for some action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. She did say that. Yeah. Yeah. And she does. She has a monstrous <laughs> office with her lethal weapon three. <laughs> I do uh, remember. Yeah. I do remember that uh, scene from the promo commercials for this movie. I'm more nostalgic for the commercials building up to this movie as, as a kid okay. watching TV and like, oh, Demolition Man's coming out. I never saw it in the theater. I waited for it to come out on HBO years later. Back then, you had to wait years for it to come to cable. Oh, yeah. But, Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jeremy and I rented this at some point in time at Blockbuster. Mm. I feel like super confident. We nice. just like totally watched this together. So here's one of my fun questions. So we're back at the cryo prison mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, we're thawing out uh, Simon Phoenix mm-hmm. for a couple of moments because he's up for parole. Yeah. Why? Why is he up for parole before Spartan? Well, that, Why is he even up for parole right now? Well, so, I mean, I also had that question. My guess is, as we find out, his release was orchestrated. Maybe yeah. his parole date was also adjusted. But, okay, I, I, so I agree with this. So we find out there's a lot of people pulling some strings. But the warden seems to be like an intelligent and reasonable man. And someone would have to be like, what the hell is even going on? Because mm-hmm. the warden straight up is like, you're going right back. Like, yeah. this formality is nonsense. Like, yeah, you would think he would have picked up on it. Because, again, same guy that put him in there. He should have been like, I remember another guy that was with you that maybe we mm-hmm. should talk to first. Yeah. Right. And you would just think, like, before I go through the entire expensive process of thawing, like laser cutting you out and thawing you out and checking your vitals, and then we're going to throw you back in. So this is like crazy amounts of money. He would have been like, there's just got to be a numerical er error here. Mm -hmm. So like someone said 2046, but they meant like 3046, right? Right. Uh, Not so much. Well, also, why are we giving these people parole hearings? Like, what are you... They've they've been asleep. I know like they're being reprogrammed, but... I mean, do we need to wake him up to check on it? I think that's what they're doing. This waking him up. Hey, do you know how to sew yet? Right. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. But they, how's your Spanish coming? Sweat, okay. Sweatshop. Right. But yeah. they teach you Spanish and how to sew. <laughs> also, like it seems really expensive to freeze and unfreeze people. Right. Yeah. And yes, yeah, remember again when they put Spartan in, they're like, your first parole will be twenty forty six. So, like already, like we never heard what. 
Phoenixes would be Wesley Snipes, but even then, wouldn't he have had a targeted date? Maybe we weren't told then because someone then altered it. But I guess Mike's speculating. But yeah, it's it's super weird. Yeah. Um, there that doesn't really make sense whatsoever. But then he thaws out and speaks Spanish, which really annoys yeah. uh, the warden hardcore. Yeah, well, most of the things that he's doing is annoying the people around him quite a bit. Well, Wesley Snipes is all of his dialogue is annoying to everyone throughout this entire oh, it's, movie. It's like they didn't give him a script. They just said, you know what? What's on your mind? <laughs> I berate everybody on set. I could absolutely pinpoint when Dennis Leary was given free reign in this movie. <laughs> every time he opens his goddamn oh, mouth, there's a very specific scene. <laughs> I know where you're going, nonsense. Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly where you're going. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, Phoenix just escapes. He beats the crap out of everyone immediately. He somehow knows the passcode to get out of things. Uh, and he's questioning this himself. Like, I don't know how I know these passcodes, but I'm going to take advantage of this. Vocally says them. He's unbound and just beats the crap out of everyone, including stabbing the eye out of the warden because everything is a retina scan to get out. He immediately leaves, takes the warden's car, and good God, we have the first MDK murder, death, kill. Oh, shit. <laughs> In the <laughs> yeah. future, it's and it, I think the last one was 2010, as they said. So yeah. the year of the earthquake. Yeah. After that earthquake, no more yeah. murder death kills. Yeah, someone stepped in. And in case like, you didn't hey, know no what more murder killing. was, like it is a death and it is a result of somebody killing. Yeah. Murder death kill. Yeah. And the warden, we watched die. That that was a brutal kind of death for the warden because we get to see a security camera and they're like, oh, the warden's still there. And he's like, and just, <laughs> just like crawling across the floor. And the, yeah, and the computer's like, like vital signs failing. It's like and death. <laughs> Paul, that's literally what, what I wrote down. Like, why are they just watching this guy die? Like, no one wants to send help. They're all just like, oh fuck. Because the technology is cool. It can pinpoint yeah. just how they're dying, and it shows you how they're dying, where yeah. they're dying, but, their well, vital signs. But I mean, everyone's kind of just excited to have something to do now. Yeah, and yeah. it's their first death that they witnessed in yeah. Every- what. 20 years well everyone's excited like key characters zachary lamb because in the future you talk to everyone first and last name Mm -hmm. so zachary lamb knows phoenix says hey i was a younger guy and i know this guy and uh, he was the helicopter pilot from the very beginning the pilot Mm -hmm. well what is huxley's first name what is like lenina lenina yeah yeah Yeah, because it's like very good zachary lamb no problem lenina huxley (laughs) He inspires joy-joy feelings in everybody he talks Future to. Speech. Yeah, that's just know. to make sure that you have the right person that you're talking to. Because there's a lot of, there could be multiple Mikes and Lenas or whatever the hell her name is. Well, luckily the you technology uh, is helping us because they track down the car and it's uh, Beverly Hills. Phoenix is just there hanging around and uh, he hacks a computer, uh, looks up uh, all the stuff on Edgar Friendly, who's Dennis Leary. We don't know too much as an audience member, but I'm going to tell you, he's going to try to kill him. And uh, there's weird programming that has been part of his rehab that for some reason he absolutely needs to kill Dennis Leary, who Mm -hmm. is this uh, friendly fella. So Edgar Friendly. So, yeah, he he keeps swearing at a a machine and they keeps getting fined. Mm -hmm. And then the cops come immediately. They they track him down and they're uh, who's was it the older guy giving him a pep talk? about how to deal with this. Oh, I think, I think so. With, with a firm tone of voice. Oh, and the, and the computer. Oh, yeah. yeah the right. computer's like, like approach with a firm tone That's of right. voice. That's right. Okay, sorry. It was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then Demand it, that the maniac, 
whatever. Do yeah, whatever. And, and he's like, ah, uh, he's saying he will not. Like, say it again with a firmer voice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. There's six dudes surrounding them. There's actually a seventh one that pops off in an alley. And uh, basically, Snipes goes to town. Uh, yeah, he dismantles his, these guys. Yeah, he takes them apart. Showing off hacking skills, taking them apart. It's clearly stuff he didn't know before. Martial arts. Yeah. He's has kind of an amazed look on his face, but... Yeah, he's very confused, but also a, he's little, confident. a little horny, too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's confident in his skills. Also, he's taking them down with ease. The music in this scene sucks. <laughs> What's going on with the okay, music? So it so, was like... It's like a, like Eric Sarah's dumb stepsister wrote the music for this scene because it has kind of like Fifth Element vibes. But, don't you say that? But worse, <laughs> Mike. Look, I, I wrote on the side, fake hip hop on a Casio. Okay, so it's these weird, like real quick direct hits, like weird symbols, like zzz. yeah, and there's like bop. And I kind of kept thinking of Ladybugs, like, cover girl. Zip it up. I was like, someone straight up bought a, like a $50 Casio and was like, I'm going to make $100,000 on this movie. Yeah, it. the soundtrack is terrible. It's yeah, it's, it's totally it's terrible. Uh, the real person shocked in all of this is uh, Irwin, which is Rob Schneider mm-hmm. watching this on just cameras. Uh, cannot believe... That uh, he said we were we were never we uh we weren't trained to handle this kind of violence. We're, these are police officers; yeah. they weren't trained for this. Yeah, <clears throat> this, this is crazy, and yeah. So Wesley Snipes just goes sniping off uh in, into the wind, and <laughs> yeah, I that the music is just so abysmal. Oh, this yeah. movie's so much fun, <laughs> but this this soundtrack is just or the score is just so bad. And now we're introduced to Doctor Raymond Cocteau. So um, my I, spell check kept, kept auto-correcting this to Dr. Cockatoo. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll be referring to. <laughs> I, wrote, I eventually just wrote down Dr. Pope because that's what he looks like. Dr. Dr. Pope. Dr. Cock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's doing something. Oh, he's he, dicking around in, in like a yeah. garden or whatever. Oh, yeah. Is this where? So, yeah. So yeah. he's like, you've got to kill this guy. Is this, no, 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 no. He's no, having he's a not, conference yeah, with yeah. Uh, some other guys. Yeah, yeah, that, that's later. Yeah, he's not in the garden. Yeah, that's later. He's kind of spilled out that he's kind of a big influence in town and over like city officials. He's the mayor, isn't he? He's, he's like the. Is everything. he like the mayor? Yeah, he does seem like every. He seems. Just I don't know like, what. Yeah. He's like the ruler. Yeah. Him and fucking yeah. Ortho from you could say Beetlejuice. You could say it's a religious oligarchy. You could say it. Yeah, I mean, kind of. You could say it's uh, a what's his name though the the helicopter pilot. What's his name again? Mr. Lamb. Yeah. Mr. Lamb, yeah, he's the he suggests like, hey, how, oh, they asked him, how do you, yeah. how did this guy get taken, get taken down before? And there's like, oh well, we had a cool, we know. had a cool badass back in the I'm day. Sorry, Zach, yeah. Zachary Lamb, Zachary, Zachary. You, have to, yeah. you have to unthaw this former porn star named Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it's brought up really quick. He's like, uh, and Huxley's like, oh my god, totally. We just got to reinstate him, and we'll just tell him what's going on, and you know, we'll just send him in. And the chief is like, that seems crazy. This guy was a real demolition man, uh, <laughs> according to Zachary Lamb. And she's like, nah, I just think it'll be cool. He's like, all right. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Like the, Dr. Pope told, Dr. Pope <laughs> Cocktoo told me it was great. So uh, uh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, he said, do. use every resource at your disposal. Yeah, sure. Um, he just left it open and yeah, like that. It, it, when you seems, do that, people just run with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even, 
even though this was his fucking idea, he didn't even conceive that someone else would have this idea. And they immediately defrost this guy. <laughs> yeah. They they defrost him on the spot, and he has got a super bad attitude right out of the gate, which I think most people would. Yeah, he's really cranky. Here, here's a little like, where's my wife? She's dead, mm-hmm. but okay, she died in the earthquake of 2010. Mm-hmm. Where's my daughter? I don't know. And then they turn it <laughs> off, and the chief's like, you, you're lucky you even got a debriefing from uh, from Huxley over there. Uh, why? Like, he yeah. is now a cop. Like, you're in a reinstate him. So, like, you're just going to, You're, gonna, you're like, lucky? You defrosted me. Like, <laughs> right. you're going to tell me what to do? This is like the helicopter all over again. No one's telling anyone what's going on. No one likes talking at any point in time. No. Well, Spartan gets a crash course in life. There is no more smoking. There's no more caffeine. There's no yeah. more alcohol. Like, anything deemed bad for you is now illegal. Anything that people enjoy is illegal in this society. Yeah. A nice little uh, political note, even uh, Huxley notes... Uh, abortion is illegal as well, but pregnancy is is uh, also illegal unless you have a license, and they just left it at that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, sometimes just walk away from that. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> they give Spartan an ultimatum. You're going to do this job, or we're putting you right back. The chief is a huge dick face about the whole thing. Huxley, I like Huxley actually all throughout this movie. I think Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock does a great job. Yeah, I like, great. yeah and I like the character of Huxley. Um, I like that she's kind of badass. Um and she's kind of naive in certain ways, just like uh, uh, Spartan is now that he's in the future. Like, he's gung-ho, and he still has his moral code and stuff, but he's super naive because he doesn't know what's going on in the future. But she kind of breaks it down. She's like, listen, like, most people don't get a second chance. And he, and I think he, he uh, off of what she says, I think he's like, all right. And immediately we get one of the most famous scenes in the movie. Uh, he's now in his uniform. Um it looks super weird. He looks like a little Boy Scout. Um, and he's like, hey, we're out of TP. <laughs> and Erwin uh, uh, cannot believe he, he does doesn't not use the three seashells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's laughing. And uh, like a meme. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Zachary Lamb comes out. He's older now. And then they reunite. And he's like, hey, this future sucks. <laughs> he's like, I've been, I've been alive in this future. And like, now that you're back, it's great to see you. Totally he's like, kill me. Sad kill me. He's just been sitting behind a desk this whole time. He was a helicopter pilot in the yeah. past in the yeah. action scenes. And now he's just been like the past 40 years sitting in his chair. I was going to ask you to kill me, but uh, I've been programmed but- not, not to. <laughs> so, cool. How and do I- you use the three seashells? Well, on the trivia, it was noted yeah. that like yeah, read that. clamp in and one like shovels poop out of your butt. Okay. Um, That's where I pictured it as a kid. <laughs> that you, uh, that you did? You used the first two like chopsticks to like scoop. Yeah, exactly, right Mike. And was, then you do, uh, you'd be a pro, dude. And then you're just scra- <laughs> you're scraping away at it with the third one. <laughs> They do it all. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there spread out. Uh, Who's they? The uh, shells. The shells are... You don't need to touch The shell tutors. Them. The shells are animated. They better be. Okay. <laughs> so you just sit down there ass cheeks akimbo well, yeah. and well, hit a button and well, the shells well, just go well, to town on your well, butthole? Well, let's also go back. Okay. Uh, so you're in a public restroom and then someone else uses the shells after you? Yeah, yeah it, there's, the it, it was never explained how the shells throw them away? sanitized after sure each fucking some kind of sanitary. Uh, well, yeah, it's the future, Paul. It's the future. Future, Paul. Yeah. yeah, there you go. This <laughs> shit doesn't stink <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Just keep. It's the future. Is that the sound that the seashells make when you're using them? <laughs> I hope so. Cover up everything else. Right, as your ass is bleeding. Hi, Mike. I'm inside of you. <laughs> I'm Doctor <laughs> <I'm> Shelley. <laughs> 
this is gonna this is gonna be a hefty job, Mike. <laughs> Batten down the hatches. <laughs> Uh, this is all fuck. because Taco Bell is the only restaurant, isn't it? <laughs> they won the franchise. So I've got interesting trivia about when about we get pizza to the Taco Hut? Bell team. Okay. okay. About internationally Pizza Hut? Uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, internationally Pizza Why the fuck didn't they just make it Pizza Hut the whole thing? We'll, we'll talk. We'll, talk. We'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. We're almost there, actually. Yeah, so the cops know where uh, Phoenix is going. Uh, the, chi- the, chi- <laughs> the chief goes, he's, he's going to start a business. Which, Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, he he heard someone's pitch. He he was hanging out with some like suburban housewives. He's gonna do like like an MLM. He's got some crystals. He's gonna sell or some nice essential oils. I thought he was gonna go on like Future Shark Tank or Dragon's Den or whatever the merch or the merge would be in the future. future shark. He tank. wants to be a boss, babe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Mike, if you could give us uh, what he's really gonna do in the in the Spartan voice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, uh, no, he's going to get a gun. He's going to get a gun good. He's going for a gun. I don't know why. I, like, Stallone caveman. <laughs> well, yeah, they reference him as a caveman. They did Might as well him, just yeah. like he's a he, Neanderthal. I'm just an unfrozen caveman cop. I don't, I don't know anything about your guns or I, your seashells. Guys, seashells. Yeah. I was just making a fire. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Okay. So many more questions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Phoenix hacked this CompuTalk serve kind of robot, and he, <laughs> and he got the gist of, okay, uh, guns are outlawed, but I know where to find them. I could find them in a, a museum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Noting that you most likely would have decommissioned that gun so it couldn't work and it's in a museum. All right. Let's, let's just go off the wild premise that the gun has not been decommissioned, and the gun does, in fact, work. Know what I don't see at museums? Live rounds next to guns for any right. reason whatsoever. Like a billion live rounds, because that's how many bullets were fired from this point on for the rest yeah. of the movie. And not just a gun, <laughs> many guns. <laughs> yeah. All of them from different time periods. Mm-hmm. Laser guns. Laser sure. guns. Guns from World War Two and Three. Right. Like a, a Spanish-American War, War III. cannon that he had Dude, for some reason. Yes. Yeah, so I gotta be honest, I'm real disappointed in, like, the future gun. Like, you know how he he comes across that future gun in this museum, and he's like, oh, Right, like, the future gun is, if you're Mega Man, and you have two and a half minutes to recharge. (laughs) Yeah, what is that? Cool. (laughs) So, I want to talk about this, because this might have been my favorite exchange in this entire movie. At the museum? At the museum. When Phoenix is trying to, like, break the glass to get the gun. And everyone's freaking out and leaving. And this, I, I'm saying security guard, like the museum attendant comes mm-hmm. up to him yeah. and says, oh, excuse me, sir, what's your boggle? <laughs> yeah, I have that. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns to me and goes, what's your boggle? my boggle. <laughs> That's so in addition to calling people muffin, I'm going to bring back. So when what's I call someone boggle, a muffin yeah, what's at it, the bar what, and they're like, what did you say what, to me? I'm going to be like, what, what what's seem, your boggle, yeah, friend? What, what seems to be your boggle? <laughs> what's your boggle with the curve? I noted that that should be uh, Night Prism, uh, <laughs> the EP title. <laughs> what's your boggle? Well, what, what seems to be the boggle? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, this... <laughs> also, uh, on the way, they're driving and... Um, the cops that are, uh, that is uh, Huxley, and there's another cop, and there's Spartan, and they're going to the museum, and it's noted that uh, they're pretty excited because Spartan comes from a really cool time in music. 
He's like, what are you talking about? And like, yeah, in the 50s and so on. You know, you had these uh, these cool tunes and what everyone's listening to in 2032 are commercial jingles from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s uh, that I was taking in. Some seem like much older, some seem mm-hmm. newer. They were just highlighting that it was around his time period. This again highlights, oh, I love the idea because they play these jingles everywhere. There's like the Jolly Green Giant uh uh, being played in Taco Bell later mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, and people are like, this is hip, awesome music. Benjamin Bratt really loves the Armor Hot Dogs song. Oh, God, do they ever. Um, <laughs> I, and, I love this. Yeah, I love this. But this this highlights Mike's point again that this should have been later. That so, like, there's people still alive. There's Zachary Lamb, who's like, I knew this guy. And if these jingles were becoming popular, he <laughs> would be like, dude. Like, this is a commercial. Like, one, yeah, one, this is before my time, a-holes. And like, you're listening to commercials. Like, oh my God. Um, I'm guessing most of those people were like driven down below into society. And the people who are in high society were just like. Zachary just like, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're very dude, few. If I had very to few people t- made it. Yeah, if I had to listen to 20th century commercial jingles for the rest of my life, I would also live underground. Uh, I I do like his rendition of uh, the Armour's hot dog theme. Mm -hmm. Armour hot dogs theme (laughs) in the car. (laughs) What kind of a man wears Armour hot dogs? I can't think of the song now, but... uh... Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I I once played it for my wife. I was like, this jingle has been in my head all of my life. Shout out to Missouri. That's what's it, or that's what I said. Bunny bread. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I think I've even showed Lamar the commercial. I'm like, they got me. They got me with. Was that just a St. Louis thing? Nobody else got to experience. Oh, we that don't though. have we don't have bunny bread. We are <laughs> we are hostess. Like we like we have like a hostess factory. So like uh, any like any kind of bread that would have been distributed from Hostess, which isn't always listed as Hostess, mm-hmm. was like Arrow Mills or I don't know, it's not really Arrow Mills, but like what do you got? You know what I'm talking about, right? The well, about the dark pump. I now I'm thinking about <laughs> now I'm thinking about the dark pump. You should um, always think about the dark pump. No, well, I, I was talking to your wife about this not long ago because apparently she goes there. Not far from my house is like a. A bread outlet store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, the sign it's on awesome. the no, it is awesome. I go there a lot because they have like weird off-brand like Mexican market snacks, which are amazing. And it's also bread. So if you're here, it's like oh, uh, like part of the package, you know, just got slightly damaged. We put a piece of tape on it. And now it's been marked like eighty percent off. Right, and but, it's like all professionally done. It's like great. But the branding on the outside of the store is Bimbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fairly familiar. I'm familiar yeah. with Bimbo and yeah, yeah. their products. We're, we're going to Bimbo, baby. Yeah. Bimbo. So, yeah. Going to the Bimbo outlet. Jeremy, you and the kids eating some bunny bread over this weekend? Let's talk about this. What is bunny bread? It's what I said. Bunny bread. God damn it. <laughs> um, is, bunny is just like a brand of bread. Better be, or it's made I, out yeah. of bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Add a yeast. We, and it's... <laughs> we, we should send them this and maybe they'll send us some loaves. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I, I want it, a, a bread <laughs> sponsor. Don't you? So we'll in we'll take breaks and in between the we'll mm-hmm. come back after the break and like right now we're eating a nice pumpernickel. Uh yeah, and a glass of water for dipping. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love nachos a la Flanders. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so Are you gonna edit this shit up? <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> 
So uh, part part of what we see also at this museum is uh, is kind of cool. You would see this at a museum. There's a glass floor and it looks to this underground, and they're like, "This is like an actual cut. Like this is to the underground." Um, you know, we live above ground, and ever since this earthquake, like life has been different. But some people may or may not live underground, but you could kind of see it. And then we get a huge shootout because Spartans there. Yeah, he's right. like, "Oh my God, they sent you. They'll send anyone." He seems yeah. kind of happy to see him. Yeah, well, they're old buds, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a, a reunification. He thought maybe he had a cigarette that he could bum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, so anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love the action scenes in this movie, and this is just another good one. Um, I think there's maybe f- eight or nine or ten action scenes, and they're all wonderful. Mm-hmm. That is accurate. And this is the first well, one with and- guns, and they're able to just... F- it's so wild with all types of technological guns here. Yeah, so like there this is the first time that the movie has introduced guns back into the future. And from this point on, there ha- like there has to be like three, four thousand rounds fired throughout mm-hmm. the rest of this movie, and five people die from 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 bullet wounds. The secret is everyone has a gun <laughs> and they've always had a gun. And bad aim. <laughs> And bad aim. No one's <laughs> yeah. used a gun. Everyone's had a gun, but no one's ever used a gun. Very, very bad aim. Um, and as we noted in the museum, just you have a an, a surplus of live ammunition, which is just bullshit. Like this <laughs> is so everywhere. stupid. Right. Um, they should have written this s- somehow different. It should have been he got the guns, but then like got ammunition or somehow found just a more modern gun uh, somewhere, and someone activated it. The, the, I mean. The writing, this movie's a lot of fun. This is just dumb. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of thought they were trying to go that direction when he finds, like, the, the laser gun. Totally. Um, I, I thought they were trying to pull, like, okay, you, all the other guns don't work, but this laser gun still has lasers in it. Right, if you tweak it up a bit, which you've right. been programmed to do or something. Right, yeah, some exactly. But no, it, it's just bullets. He finds bullets. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, come to the Denver Museum. We just have, you know, bullets in uh, vending machines. Yeah. Like, do it, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so then uh, he gets electrocuted by Spartan because he's in some water, and then yeah. he uses his little electric club of the future to electrocute him. Yeah, but just lightly electrocuted because he, he, he shakes yeah. it off. Yeah, he's getting, he scampers off yeah. like, a, like a little spider. <laughs> <laughs> he he does. does do that. And this is where he runs into Dr. Cockatoo outside. Oh, Dr. Pope? Yeah, Dr. Pope. Yeah. Um, who's like, walking around with Ortho. He's like, you got to kill Friendly. He's like, oh, I will. Yeah. He's like, well, you got to kill Friendly. He's like, oh, I will. Well, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, he tries to kill Dr. Pope. Pope. Um, but he can't. Pope too? Because, <laughs> like, he, he was programmed not is, to. Is he Ron Popeil? He Do- is Ron, yeah. Dr. Popeil? <laughs> Help me, Mr. Popeil. It's like that Weird Al song. Is he made of potpourri? He is. <laughs> um, but he can't do it. No, he's been programmed. Yeah. But yeah, and Doctor Doctor Pope is like, oh, by the way, remember that like thought in your mind that you can't shake to kill this guy? Could you just please go ahead and do that soon? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he scampers off again, <laughs> and then we get a now series of fun little jokes that we're gonna get from Huxley throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is the first of a reoccurring. Thing. Yeah, she's like, man, oh, like, oh my god, that was awesome. So she is pumped. I mean, I yeah. I, I honestly, I think Huxley is my favorite character of the movie. Um, Obviously. Yeah, she, I mean, she's just like the viewer. She's like really excited to be there. And she's like, oh, you're beating his ass. And she's like, oh, wow, you really licked his ass. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be one of the many jokes. He's like, oh. You met his meat. Oh, okay. <laughs> you met his meat yeah, and licked yeah. his ass. You met his meat and licked his ass. Or you matched his meat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's just because she's all fucking horned. And that was like a wink. Like, maybe. You want to eat I Like, I'll, I'll do it. She's showing yeah, she's a lot of excitement. Yeah. She's a great actress in this scene. Like, she's really, like, <laughs> you can tell she's tongue tied and. It's not really tongue tied. She just doesn't know the lingo and no. she yeah. blurts it out. Yeah, yeah. And he corrects her. You mean kicked? You did kick it out. And then Doctor Pope, uh, Popetu, uh, Popetil, <laughs> uh, he he formally invites him. He's like, "Thank you for saving my life, John Spartan. I informally invite you to Taco Bell." <laughs> and uh, and his him uh, and one guest and his uh, thought to believe eunuch uh, assistant from Beetlejuice goes, "Me Taco Bell, yes," <laughs> just like that. I like then, the look on his face. There's like Taco Bell. What? John Spartan it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. He probably still has Taco Bell in his stomach from when uh, he went to sleep. Probably. Probably. He yeah. didn't drain him out. <laughs> That's what the goo was. That wasn't. He brought his own goo to the chamber. It could be like the Futurama <laughs> that he still has uh, Taco Bell from the past in his stomach and they're going to DNA recreate it and start a whole new society <laughs> based on former Taco Bell. Taco Bell, hit us up. <laughs> that's a, that's a shit sucks. filled society, man. <laughs> I know uh, you're joking, but if Taco Bell sponsored us, I'd be down. Oh, God. Uh, Taco Bell, hit us up. That'd be the ultimate. I would actually eat the food, though. Taco Bell, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> eat the food now. Huh? Look, yeah. You got a crunch wrap up in here? I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. Look, and Mike didn't even say where. So your call, Taco Bell, up and where. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lick that guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh wow! Taco Bell, I believe they're about to drive there. Yeah, they, they arrived at fancy. Taco we Bell. we learned that all restaurants are Taco Bell because they won the franchise wars, and of course they did because, you know, when you're high off seashells, Taco mm-hmm. Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, during that drive, they're having an interesting conversation about a certain library that they visited. Did anybody pick up on that? The President Schwarzenegger Library? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Presidential- yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say one thing before that. So uh, in continuity, uh, Phoenix does go exploring underground a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know one of uh, the most bizarre lines. <laughs> so, I have this written down. I think so, I know you're yeah, He takes the manhole cover off and he goes, mm, I love that smell. It reminds me of biscuits. <laughs> biscuits, biscuits and gravy. gravy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was not preparing his biscuits and gravy correctly. So I, I, I am assuming that we all are under the impression that Wesley Snipes was paid in direct cocaine in this movie because mm-hmm. the dialogue is just <laughs> well, off the rails. Cocaine is tax deductible, so yeah. yeah, I'm sure he was. Our intro to the character was him sniffing coke. Yeah. I'm assuming that, that that was not no, that was not scripted. He, yeah. <laughs> they're just like, we're rolling. Like that was in his contract. Huh? He's like, I want to film me actually doing coke somewhere in this movie and they're like all right right well, and he is a method actor. well i was gonna say that's a tax write-off right <laughs> yeah. guys that was a tax write-off for him mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta limit he your knows. tax jokes <laughs> he knows he knows it wasn't he does know he did not win the franchise wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so yeah i also yeah i think i said this before inside taco bell which is the like most the exclusive place on earth 
Um, yeah. They're playing clearly what we would assume would be like the hippest songs or something, and they're playing the Jolly Green Giant song, mm-hmm. uh, just more commercials. Very hip. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of subtleties to this movie. So yeah. the writing, <laughs> like the writing, is really smart in a lot of areas and dumb in other areas. Is it? It's kind of confusing, and this is why I would argue this movie will be overlooked throughout time. Um, I mean, I just can't imagine if you if you <laughs> if you were let's say like early 20s and you just pop this movie in you'd be like what in holy hell is going on uh, at, any, at any point but when i saw this movie in 1993 i was like this makes sense this yeah. seems right no, to this me is yeah. <laughs> this, also, is, this is the man butter they made on the <laughs> also makes sense if you're into a lot of a lot of sci-fi authors as short stories writing about dystopian futures mm-hmm. it's really short stories that don't have to tell a lot of background <clears throat> like this happens this happens there's robots because of this there's aliens because of this. And I feel like this movie is, this happens because of this. Don't question it. Well, I'm not into a lot of so, sci-fi authors like that, but I am into grinding up and snorting their bones. Um, that would get you real up there. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, Beat me up, Scotty. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Star Trek started. There's a lot of coke and genre. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. You could say that. I could say that. <laughs> Yes, Jeremy, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, one of the pieces of trivia that I read about this movie, like back in the day before the so like right like right during the fall of like the the wall or whatnot, there was a Hungarian author that had wrote a book, and this movie is seventy five percent like exactly like this guy's book. He didn't sue because it was like the fall of the Soviet Union at the time and like he couldn't like afford to get a lawyer and whatnot because like all his money was gone but uh apparently like yeah the piece of trivia was that this movie was highly like plagiarized from this guy's novel the hungarian author's novel so so do you think someone else would have won the franchise wars jeremy we talked about this in international countries it was noted that it was uh pizza hut was dubbed in instead of taco bell Pizza Hut was dubbed in because Taco Bell was only known throughout the United States. It had not made an international presence, but Pizza Hut had, and it was in several different countries. And so they actually filmed scenes and dubbed in uh, dialogue where instead of Taco Bell, it was Pizza Hut. And that's what they like distributed internationally. They should have had it be one of those like combo restaurants. I think. (laughs) Yeah, but... Pizza Hut and uh, was it KFC yeah. or some shit like that too? Are you guys kidding me that any of these people would win the restaurant uh, franchise? How did Taco Bell win the franchise? I'm, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you right now, it would be Old Country Buffet <laughs> with Malkoff cocktails and muskets. They would be going out there, and you'd be getting <laughs> biscuits, and you'd be getting. You'd get an old country experience, Lamar. You would be getting or Cracker Barrel. You would be Cracker, cracker Barrel. Barrel. That's where yeah. that's where you want it. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't doesn't Subway have more restaurants than any other fast food they franchise? Do. Hear me out. Thank, Cra- well, thank God it wasn't. I them. think Cracker Barrel's prepared. Like, <laughs> you know why? Like all those prospectors were like thought to be crazy. Like, oh, I'm a crazy prospector. The mercury. It was yeah, because they were dealing with mercury. Yeah. So they've been saving the rest of the mercury for the apocalypse. That's what's in all those barrels. It's not fucking crackers. Like so they want you to it's think. like so they're normal people, and all of a sudden they're like, you know what? It's time to bathe in mercury and get real. And they were <laughs> franchise wars, and right. that's and yeah. that's how Cracker Barrel 
won the real franchise war. <laughs> Don't Damn. bathe in mercury, human beings. Well, if you want to win it, if you want all or nothing, if your only objective is to win, you bathe in mercury. <laughs> That's the real goo. <laughs> I'm a human thermometer. Oh. Well, all of a sudden, uh, while at Taco Bell, uh, John Spartan, uh, as a moron, just mouths off incredibly too much and pisses off Dr. Pope. And then he's like, wait one second, and realizes something is amiss outside and realizes uh, there's a, I don't know, situation and a bunch of people are like raiding the Taco Bell trucks. He realizes, he's like, I got a feeling. You just got a gut feeling. (laughs) He sees like a hobo riding on a dirt bike, which everyone in in this future, everyone only drives like self-driving electric cars and they're dressed like extras from the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, like, oh, was no one else concerned with this guy on like a fucking dirt bike? Who looks really out of place? He's the only one who saw him for some yeah. reason. He's, he's, the, he's, he's the town. He's the town pig pen of the Peanuts gang. They're like, ah, it's dirty, oh, it's just him. Yeah, Dirty yeah. McGee rolling, around, rolling around Taco Bell. Yeah, but then yeah, everyone's raiding some Taco Bell trucks, and mm-hmm. uh, Spartan goes out and just beats the piss out of. Yeah, everyone. he beats the fuck out of everyone. <clears throat> but then realizes uh, these people are just trying to get something to eat, and he's like, "Hurting isn't right. Just needed something <clears throat> to eat." Um, that's that's a quote um pain don't hurt uh yeah 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 well he also tells huxley to like back off a little bit and then on the way home uh she says uh sorry for telling uh you a de hurtful contra oh it's a contradiction contraction i'm sorry i can't even read my own handwriting uh and spartan's like yeah you know i'm just thinking of my daughter She's like, well, I could, I could look her up. He's like, no, nope. And they don't really ever yeah. talk about that again. I guess there was no, like a deleted scene that maybe had his daughter in no, it. No, that would have sucked. We don't need to see that. Uh, yeah, I'm just, glad for yeah. it. I'm, yeah. this worked out well. I, I, I kind of disagreed. Well, in the movie, I agree. So I think if like just the end was maybe I'll see my daughter, like something should have been said, but it's not. That's just kind of weird. So I agree with you, Mike, that I didn't need to see that. But like in reality, that he might never look her up. That seems a little weird. No, no, you you would want to look her up. <laughs> like, like, hey, His... you probably saw me on the news. I'm the only dude with a gun <laughs> right. in, in the last twenty years, and I blew up a ton of shit. <laughs> His child should have been Dennis Miller. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been great at twist at uh, the end. Yeah. Great but weird. Yeah. Well, apparently. Uh, Spartan has saved uh, Dr. Pope again, and mm-hmm. he, he's pretty happy. He's uh, happy. You know who's really happy? Huxley. Yes, she is very, she hot very, to trot. very so, happy. So, yeah, she is sliding out of the seat of that car all so, the way home. So outside of Taco Bell and the seashells, I think the most notable scene comes up next. So they go to Huxley's apartment, and she's like, you know... You know, when we have like battles like this, people get amped up, and you know the best thing to do is you know have sex. When I have sex, he's like, "You, you, with you, (laughs) do you know someone?" (laughs) Let's do this. Oh wait, wait, wait! And she's like, "Oh oh, yeah, that's right." She goes, "Yeah, um, yeah, with me." He's like, "Ah, right on." And they do get some things right, and then all of a sudden he's standing by a giant uh, Peloton video screen, and someone's like, "Hey, Mark," and she's totally naked. And he's like, oh, God, wrong number, and hangs up quickly. 
Uh, you guys remember this, right? I do remember that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I also want to make note that her apartment looks like a bukkake scene from the 20th century, man. Like, it is everywhere. <laughs> well, she, 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 her whole thing is she, she's super retro. She's mm-hmm. into it, but she just decorates it like just... It's everywhere. Every square the, inch. It's not the decor of a... 90s well i would assume like every single thing in her apartment is like worth tons of money like just like collector's things it's like her apartment but like pictures of well she's got like a red hot chili peppers poster in her like office and stuff like that and then as i said like the lethal weapon poster it's incredibly tacky but it's all right yeah yeah Yeah. but you know they're gonna have sex well they're gonna have something vr sex yeah so they put on some vr helmets and it gets super weird and it's just a a bunch of flash scenes of each of their faces going oh it gets weird for him i'm she's thoroughly into it (laughs) she is i i really tried to get a good screenshot of Sly Stallone bone face yeah it was there's so many lights and (laughs) stuff yeah it doesn't work yeah. yeah Uh, there's there's too many lights. I have like this. eighty of them on my phone right now, but they all kind of suck. Well, he totally freaks out. He's like, "This this isn't this for me." Sucks. Yeah. Well, well, actually, let me let me quote him. He's like, "Let's do it the old fashioned way." And she's like, "Fluid, Fluid transfer. transfer." He's like, "Yeah, you know the wild mambo or the old hunka chunka." <laughs> the hunka chunka. Yeah, yeah, I have that wrote down. Chunk. Like, what is that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> that, that's how I proposition my girlfriend all the time. Close your eyes. <laughs> you, you want a hunk of chunka? Babe, Close your eyes. <laughs> Babe, it's Wednesday. It's time for the hunk of chunka. Well, this is the end of Rabbit Troop Sucks and all of our relationships. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. Well, she will. It's oh, going to the news. I forgot to mention, she, for the move, she played the uh, Love Boat theme song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get yeah, that. Yeah, the, awesome. the back, yeah, there's so much smart writing in this. Like, the background, good call, Lamar. Yeah, like, all these commercials all throughout are so funny. But, yeah, he freaks out, and then he tries to kiss her, and then she's like, hell no. And then they talk about, you know, kids are genetically altered in labs. They're screened for mm-hmm. things. Uh, and he's like, you know, this isn't the way I did it. And she's like, you're a savage creature. I was like, man, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, uh, yeah it was harsh. Try to have like sex, even in the future sex with them. So there's some emotion and that seems just weird. Also, like, and then he goes home. She had to know that this was a relatively new thing. Right. And maybe she would have wanted to prep him. No, for. no. Yeah. Like, this Absolutely is what we're going to be not. doing. I no. mean, he saw, he got more action from that missed video screen call. Than he did from the weird That's sex. Right. Mm-hmm. At least there were tits in that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe called back. Yeah, I forgot he probably that. did. He's like, he yeah. star sixty nine that as soon as she went to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, uh, I was with someone. Uh, it didn't work out, but maybe you want to come over yeah. for the old hunk of chunk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was right yeah. after that call that he got his care package, right? You, you know, I'm going to go back. You know, we've, we've, all, we, we've all been to so many bars, et cetera, in our lives that we've all been there like during closing hours. And you're always like, this drunken SOB is such like a wreck that he's like, like it's all hypothetical in my mind, like ogling some like woman at the end of the bar or whatnot. He's like, I'm going to go ask this girl out. You're like, oh my God, like this guy's so drunk. And like one out of every thousand times. And Mike's been there with me sometimes. Like, it's like, I'm a drunken mess. You want to go out? I think you're cute. Your face is cute. And someone's like, oh, really? 
Am I going to like, oh my oh, God. This old thing? That's the hunk of chunka. Yeah. 1% of the time, it works all She's the time. She's the hunk of chunka. I just, I just could, whoever approved that phrasing uh, should be fired and then rehired. <laughs> Get out of my office and come back with donuts. <laughs> well, Paul, Probably he, he hankers for a hunka. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey. hey, buddy, it's one in the morning. <laughs> wake, wake up. Wake up. It's, it's one in the morning. You want, you want a hunka? <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> listeners, that was an inside joke that no one. You, you know what? You know what? I, 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 you know what? I'm gonna go back. You know, this movie got it right. This movie got it right that uh, th- this kind of terminology is outdated, and in 2032, no one's gonna say it. And we're all living on video screens. I get it. This movie's a profit, and you should take it as such. Mm-hmm. This is the new Scientology. So. <laughs> Uh, whoever wrote this movie, you have predicted everyone's future. Right. So th- this is like Dianetics for a new generation. Yes. Yeah, okay. I was about to say there's a lot to say about the director, but not really. This no. is his only. Yeah. Movie. No. He wrote Hunka Chunka and was like, that's uh, good writing. Really, really. He also did Excess Baggage, but I don't care about that movie at all. Okay. I'm sorry. He was like, that's good writing, Marco. <laughs> is his name Marco? His, his, name, is his Marco. name is Marco. Terrific. <laughs> okay where the fuck are we fluid transfer friend. Fluid, fluid transfer. yeah That's so right. so she, he gets kicked out of her apartment and then the next morning he, he like apologizes and he has knitted her an entire red sweater to yeah. wear well that was because his rehab. That also question on this yeah. yeah he takes his rehab package and with one ball of yarn knits her an entire sweater so I not only not well, only that's efficiency well not only yeah not only uh, has he learned how to knit he's also learned some kind of new form of alchemy so mm-hmm. he's <laughs> fantastic conjuring yeah. yarn right right he's uh <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly he's also he's uh he's looking at the video feed from when when what's his name fucking phoenix tried oh, yeah. to kill dr pope yeah dr pope too and he's like you know what something Something doesn't line up up Something's in here. Miss because because he's the only Come one girl. with any investigative inquiry. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, so well, Huxley. Well, she showed a little in- initiative when she was looking for the car earlier, and was that, was she that a, has. Was it. that a purposeful break on the word like a little and then initiative? You're like she showed a little <laughs> initiative. <laughs> <laughs> she showed that she has some uh, detective skills and mm-hmm. he clearly showed that he knew what he was doing when he asked for video footage for this earlier in the car all of this sounds like a pornography she knew what she was doing mm-hmm. he asked for a video don't, footage. Don't, make, don't make this dirty <laughs> don't make this dirty <laughs> but she did know what she was doing she did because yeah. she she uh validated the um what am i trying to say she she went snooping and found that uh, Phoenix's rehab program was tampered with. Yeah, that's right. Thus validating yeah. what, what well, Spartan was. Well, she, she, she does some real hacking on this. So he's in the car. He's like, "Listen, oh, I've seen this police footage." She's like, "This is great. This is not true. This can never happen." He's like, "Well, why does he know all this crap? I know how to knit, and this dude's like a ninja." She's like, "Well, I'm gonna investigate this." Right. It was like access, access denied. denied, and she does all this from the fucking seat of the car. By the right, way, they're correct. in the car when she investigates all this. Yeah. <laughs> but like access denied. 
And then she's like, well, let me try this. Like, oh, here it is. Yeah. She got it all. She's like, well, she's like, well, I'm just going to go direct. I think she's like, I'm going to go just directly to the cryo lab site. It's like, there you go. Here's all the access. Yeah, great. Like, Did she just type the password in wrong the first time or the password? The password, the password usually is password. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's like, wait a minute. This list of kill skills doesn't seem normal. So and it's just listed off that he is just like there to like now he's just a human to disassemble. other yeah. humans. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 off the hook. He's a Terminator pretty much. Yeah. They gave him a Terminator skill set. Meanwhile, Stallone gets knitting. Yeah. Well. You have to, you know, make a maniac to catch a maniac. Knit your way out of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't. Where? where yeah. yeah. Where are they going Things now? Get weird. No, they, they go to they go to talk to Doctor Pope. Co- ah, Cock-tooth. that's right. Yeah. Doctor Doctor Cocktease. Yeah. Cockatoo. Um. Cocktoastin. John Cocktoastin. <laughs> Poon. It's a Comanche Comanche Indian. Uh, yeah. And uh, something about friendly. And he's zooming in. He's like, they're in the conference room, and he's on all the screens. And they're like, oh, where is he? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, he was he was elsewhere. And then, and then uh, this is where they're going down into the city, right? This is when uh, Simon Phoenix is going down into this. Yeah, they're going to go underground. Yeah. He wants to go underground for something. Why does he want to go underground? I don't know. Oh, yeah, because he's hunting uh, he's friendly. Hunting friendly and he's yeah. like, he's underground. He's like, okay, I'm well, going to pop his sewers. And Spartan this is- wants to go down there, too. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. Huxley he heard, wants to he heard blow they some have guys. good biscuits and gravy. Yeah, so he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to experience this. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. So this, yeah. So now we get, you know, there they find the Matrix City, and the first thing Spartan does <laughs> is eat a rat burger and gets uh, pea beer. Uh, what I'm assuming he's like, ah, oh, so good. Uh, so he eats all that, and then we what? are, we what? are, hold on, hold on. why, why yeah. is it pea beer? Why? You know it's pea beer. <laughs> you, you don't get, you don't get a rat burger without pea beer, That's and you'll true. like it. And he thanks him for it. He thanks him for the experience. He seems pretty into the rat burger. And, and one of my favorite things, which is the uh, vocal equivalent to a sax solo in a sultry scene, is Dennis Leary appears. <laughs> And goes on a oh, very God. long Dennis Leary rant. Um, yeah. Uh, he well, I don't want to live above the city. I want to live down here with my rat burgers and eat this shit. I'm like, oh, we should have done this. We should do whatever we want because anarchy is happening. And the Taco Bell sucks. And, oh, my God. It's so awful. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's one man's poetry. <laughs> the camera pans over to Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock. And I swear they are like, shoot, rolling their eyes in the back of their like, head. Oh, fuck this like, guy. God, this fucking guy. But they give him his 45 seconds of Dennis Leary stand-up. Yeah. And he does Dennis Leary stand-up. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think I think that you guys should send uh, Dennis Leary clips to Mike at uh, Rabbit Troop Sucks at Gmail. You should. <laughs> how about how about we uh we send him clips of the curve and then we overdub the audio with yeah. clips of Dennis Leary. <laughs> Honestly, that would have improved that movie. Well, we 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 also find Dennis Leary has a sweet Oldsmobile. Do you guys remember like the make and model as you are more car people? It was an Oldsmobile 442. There you go. Yeah. And uh that will come into yeah. play very very soon. In perfect condition. Oh, in it the, was beautiful. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> and the breaking down going to be in perfect condition by the end of this movie. They have great mechanics in the sewer. Yeah. And immediately <laughs> we uh everyone's friendly. Like, oh man, these people just want food. Dennis Leary likes Sylvester Stallone immediately, which is yeah. kind of like it's not yeah. it's like you think like, you're a good guy. You beat the piss out of like 25 of my dudes, several of them are arrested, but you get you get my vibe. So <laughs> 
you ate the rat burger and the pea beer, so you know you're one of the you're part of the tribe now. So <laughs> welcome aboard, and uh, then uh, we get uh, Wesley Snipes busted in. Say hello to my little friend. Um, damn, Wesley Snipes should not talk in this movie. <laughs> should should we should well, re- we also we should replace also- his dialogue. We forgot to mention that earlier in the movie, he asked the mayor, uh, Cocteau, oh, yes. to thaw out some of his friends. Oh, yeah. Well, this oh, is just like so now moments ago. He's da- yeah, he's down in the sewer now with like a bunch of other gang members that have been thawed out, and they n- now notice that uh, Friendly and Sly are together, and he's like, mm-hmm. two birds, one stone, yeah, let's yeah. do this. One of his henchmen is Goldberg. I don't know if you... I didn't catch that, yeah. really. When they're he, when he's negotiating with a doctor, I thought he just wanted like two or three. He's got he's like got thirty people bunch. down yeah, there. Yeah, he's what got a fucking fuck? army. They said he wanted like five or six, and then yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, there's like a whole mini army. It's it's super weird. <laughs> and he's riling them. Also, up. I just jokingly roll. said like it'd be fun. We could overdub, you know, different vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's nothing so insane you could overdub. I could be like cream cheese sandwiches like that. Oh shit! Right, like that's basically being said. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on with his dialogue at any point in no, time. No one does. If it's supposed to be like, be like the Joker. The Joker says like witty things. The Joker is a well-written character. This character is not. You know, it's no, not all biscuits and gravy down here. Apparently. I don't. I don't no. think he read the script, and I think everyone was too afraid of him to like make corrections. I can't remember. Yeah, well, Wesley Snipes is an accomplished bat- black belt. And And someone just let him like just go off the cup. I can't remember who said it, but yeah, Yeah. that's pretty much what happened here. He is an accomplished black belt. One of the pieces of trivia I read was that some of the fight scenes look clunky because they had to have him slow down his moves because he was going too fast for the cameras, which is kind of (laughs) dope. That is nice. Yeah, Wesley Snipes is a badass man. He doesn't pay his taxes, but fuck, I don't care. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. Who's going (laughs) to ask him to? Nah, not me. No, he's karate's too fast for cameras. <laughs> like you gotta go you collect eighty five thousand dollars from Wesley Snipes. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Nope, I'm good. Well, after this underground firefight, he runs off yet again mm-hmm. and goes uh, topside. And this is a point where uh, Huxley uh, gets the or and uh, Spartan get that Oldsmobile. They, they yeah, go they topside go, as well. They go on a little car chase with it. Yeah, they take it up through. Uh, elevator shaft or something or what yeah who knows how they got it up there. i don't know it was pretty so, sweet how it arrived like just this big elevator just yeah. pop out the middle of the street and then the oldsmobile's in the middle and then it's roll out <laughs> oh it, it is worth noting that in the tussle that ensued in the sewer uh phoenix did admit that everyone on the bus had been dead already oh yeah in the past no i think i think that's, that's when they're yeah they're that's on the street chase yeah. is it on the street chase yes. okay okay well, which, which is there that Mike mm-hmm. is correct that oh that's that's when they're beating each other up in the car yeah yeah so, yeah okay and, yeah and there there's so, at one point in time a car turns to styrofoam because there's secure foam that looks like styrofoam just yeah. <laughs> called secure and foam. all honestly though I mean that's a that's an ingenious idea you know because like that would have the... definitely killed him. Yeah, I don't know the yeah. chemicals that make it up. It looked like styrofoam, it's which mercury. if you just filled it up right away in your car to prevent a just head sprays you, yeah, sprays you it would still hurt. You'll die still. That was the, <laughs> that was the police car, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, they were in the Oldsmobile. They were fighting, and as Mike noted, uh, it is revealed that he was set up. That he was 
uh, falsely uh, put into jail or prison crime. I've been wrongfully accused. Yeah, and and sentenced, wrongfully sentenced. uh, And yeah, they they put him away uh, all because they believed him, which again was my point from the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. what the hell? Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, they've destroyed a bunch of stuff. He's going back to some warehouse and the chief is pissed yet again. And uh, Huxley says, you could take this job and shovel it. (laughs) Um, Close enough. Right. Yeah, that's the (laughs) least offensive one she had. Yeah, and so here's a fun little twist. I really do like this one. Phoenix, go like as he runs off, he goes back to Dr. Popatu, and uh, he's like, hey, so uh, here are me and my thugs. And he's like, oh, well, you should kill him and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, uh, my thugs are just going to kill you. And Dr. Cockatoo uh, looks at him really weirdly, and I'm like, you didn't think to rewire Yeah, I know. Right, yeah. Like, and <laughs> Dr. Cockatoo is a fucking moron. Right, so he's, he's, dead. he's dead, and uh, Bob, the uh, the side, is like, oh, I'm, I'm here to help you, buddy. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. And it immediately leads to a gunfight. Um, Spartan knocks out Huxley because uh, it's better for her, uh, apparently. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't want her following him. And then he goes back to the cry- cryogenic prison where it all starts. It's like a very T2 breakdown here. Mm-hmm how you do it well and he is defrosting everyone you gotta defrost yeah there all is, the bad guys there is like jeffrey dahmer is mentioned yeah he's like oh he's here that's great this is like, like yeah i think he'll be great there is a showdown amongst frozen dude taint because there is so much <laughs> like ball bag in these tanks that you can see it's Mike, ridiculous is that the real tainted love yeah also i doubt that he's like using any of these guys for his army i think he's just freeing everybody just for yeah no just what he just whatever he's got i didn't see anyone wash their hands during any no one washed their hands no one washed their taints no it's just dirty (laughs) oh no dirty taints oh no (laughs) hashtag dirty taints Taco Bell 2024 (laughs) (laughs) hurting that taco bell hurting that sponsorship but that's all right uh well, then a big fight ensues, and at one point in time, it's, it's pretty quick. Uh, Snipes is frozen, and his yeah. head gets knocked off. Like like fucking T2. Yeah. yeah. It's like a frozen oh, yeah. cryogenic pipe. It's, you can see yeah. it in the beginning of the movie how Stallone was frozen in the cryotake. Yeah. There's a pipe that delivers like a frozen dot, and like a... And it's... it's same what, pipe. It's not the same pipe, but it's a pipe here that has one of those in it. Is that where dipping dots come from? That's yeah. where it, it is a dipping dot. It's a cryo well, dipping it's, dot. It's the same claw from like the dipping dot claw machine. Yes. Could you put that in your pipe and smoke it? You can, but you're going to end up like snipes here. Wow. Head knocked off. <laughs> yeah. Frozen <laughs> up. Frozen like, blood. I'm not a doctor, a... but you got a case of the ice lung. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got some ice throat there, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these are not the mints you should have been taking. Well, he's 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 super dead. Yeah. Um, and the chief is baffled about all of this. We see the chief again, and all the cops are there, and everyone from the underground is there. And one of the cops is now like part of the underground. <laughs> Benjamin and, Bratt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, he's he's on board, and everyone's okay. And um, Bob is doing some stuff. I don't remember what he's doing. He like so. runs off. Yeah. Um, yeah, but everyone's unified, and it's like, okay, cool. The whole new world is going to start again because apparently it, it, the world was Los Angeles, 
and everyone's yeah, like, great, that's uh, fantastic. And then Huxley, well, actually, uh, Spartan goes in for it, starts making out with Huxley. She's like, oh, that's like fluid transfer. I love it. And then she swings him around <laughs> and she kisses him. And she's like, I'm going to like the future. Or he says, I'm going to like the future. And uh, credits they, roll. And they, the, the credit talk- song that happens is well, horrible. And it's they, the and, most and, horrible song I've ever heard in my life. Well, at the very end, hmm. he even talks about the three seashells. He brings it back up. He's like, I still don't know how the three seashells <laughs> works. Yeah. yeah. Mike explained it the best. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a terrible song. Yeah. Well, before we get to the final of all of this, feel free to reach out to us at rabbittroopsuckspodcast at gmail.com. If you have any movie suggestions, let us know. Some of you have been writing. Please keep writing. If you have written us, I have, uh, or Mike has responded, uh, when we get to one of your movies, we'll send you a shot glass or maybe some other kind of future merch, but we'll get you something. We've been writing out a schedule, so uh, those suggestions will probably happen, uh, oddly to say, in the upcoming, the start of the upcoming new year. So just let us know. Uh, hit us up at our website, rabbittroopsucks.com, or go to Instagram or Facebook. We've got some Halloween merch still up there. I know Halloween's gone. Maybe we need to get some Thanksgiving merch up there. Okay, a little, little turkey. I'll see. I'll see if I can get the uh, RTS graphic designer to do some more free work for us. I like what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, go go get some merch. Um, yeah. So, uh, Demolition Man. Everyone's loving this film. Everyone's loving the seashells. Mm-hmm. Do you guys even know how to use <laughs> the seashells? I'm texting Colin right matter. now. He just sent me a seashell. What I'm I'm what I'm gathering is that everyone in the future just has like a dirty, dirty butthole. Yeah, or maybe it's because <laughs> the dirty they eliminated. <laughs> Didn't they say meat was outlawed? So everybody's diet has changed. So, so everyone's just taking like really. They're having good solid BMs. They don't even need to wipe. It's funny because I mean, I, I was eating a piece of food as Mike said that, and I just kept nodding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yes. Good, yeah. If Taco Bell is the only restaurant you can eat at, uh, there, yeah, there's everyone's got some clean colons. <laughs> yeah, we've seen the <laughs> exactly, like it's a. I forgot to mention there's day. portions served at Taco Bell that are yeah six no nachos. Idea. Oh, that, that, that was like six their fancy chips. tasting menu or something. I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. one of them just had a bunch of tomatoes on it. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah I think right. that's their everyday menu, and I think that's just how everyone eats in the future. Okay, <laughs> terrible. Since Taco Bell has the monopoly of fast, food. I want to say just fine dining restaurants too. Yeah, everything. Was it, at, at that fine dine, was there a five kind of wine? <laughs> there was no five. <laughs> They're not allowed to drink in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of there, dude. McDonald's I, and we, Burger King. You could have as many pee I, beers as you want. I, I would drink that piss beer if there's no uh, Damn beer right, up top. Yeah. And I then, would, I would too. And then all the other people, you would carve them open and drink their blood to get intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. We're forming a cult now, right? Right, Jeremy? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow. <laughs> I have I'm this here. contract I want all of you to I'm sign. I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you got me with the verbal contract, but not the written one, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, this movie's a lot of fun. Uh, this yeah. view of the future is bananas. Um, Sandra Bullock is absolutely the hero of this movie for me. Uh, she's a lot of fun. I really actually appreciate Sandra Bullock as an actor. The more and more I see her in stuff, 
Um, this movie exhibits this. She is kicking ass in some scenes, making a lot of fun jokes in other scenes, and it's totally believable. She totally, uh, for me, is the star of this show. Um, the action is a lot of fun. Wesley Snipes is fine. His dialogue is just off the rails. And if anyone tries to defend, well, that's supposed to be his character, um, n- there would be then better dialogue. <laughs> I Yeah, it's just, his dialogue is just so bad. Um, that is a downer point for me. That doesn't really hold up all too well. But seeing their weird future and how this all plays out and these subtle jokes about all these commercial jingles and the seashells and just various other things, I think it's just a lot of fun. Uh, anyone wanting to see a weird off future just like back to the future too what do they get right what do they get wrong this movie got a lot of right stuff right video conferences uh views on the cars views on pollution views on um kind of mental state of being um virtual sex like there's there's a lot of stuff that i mean i understand but there's clearly a lot of stuff they got wrong but i like this movie this movie's a lot of fun i love it too um this is quintessential 90s action movie uh, I really do like the way they try and tell, uh, I don't want to call it a cyberpunk esque future, but, uh, it's the style of writing. Um, there's two types of societies. There's one clearly downtrodden from events that occur from the earthquake. One that has risen above led from a doctor who has weird ideas about cryogenically frozen prisoners and rehabilitations through uh, being asleep. I kind of like the aspect of how it all comes together, but I also like how it's written where you don't need to know a lot of the background. I think the director went in and just like really light details, just enough to get a good sci-fi action movie for the nineties. I really like this movie a lot. Yeah. I, I can't really say much more about it. I'm just going to leave it at that. I will say um, at the end of this movie, there was a explosion at the end of that cryogenic prison Mm -hmm. that looked really terrible. And I just wanted to say, we were talking about the budget of this movie. I think the budget was running low at the end because everything was kind of falling apart at the end. Some of the scenes were just kind of off. And I don't know if the movie was filmed like that where, money's running out everything's just looks kind of cheap now and it just seems to be rushed so it kind of has that kind of writing going for it too the movie seems kind of rushed at the end but all when you wrap it up it's a damn great 90s solid action film with science fiction elements but not a sci-fi film well i was gonna ask was it a little less cyberpunk and a little more cyber gentleman it's a cyber. It's a cyber, ma'am. It's a cyber dandy. So, 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 cyber gentleman is the club Mike is going to be opening mm-hmm. uh, in the upcoming <laughs> years. Yes, I, I think cyber dandy was Jude Law from AI. Yes. Stallone action. I like it. Yeah. Stallone movie. Solid. Stallone it was our movie. first Stallone movie. Yeah. Solid Snipes movie too. I, yeah. I like Snipes. Snipes made it for me. Snipes I liked him as a villain. It wouldn't I liked him the- as a villain, just off ball, like, oh, it's John Spartan, I know you're here. Yeah. You know <laughs> I'm going to kick your head off. I'm just a little, he's just a psychotic. I'm, I'm with Lamar. Because if they had had a villain that was like, oh, I'm from the future, I'm going yeah. to do exactly. murdering for you people, it would have, you needed someone bonkers. Yeah. And just off, I was going to see this movie. I'm, I wish I would have gone as 
Simon Phoenix How, for Halloween. Nice. That would have yes. been a great, yes. great. And maybe next year, if anybody's yes. thinking about a good costume with some dark skin, <laughs> look into this movie. I think <laughs> it's a good costume. Uh, if you dye your hair up, I think it's going to look nice. Okay. I'm going to go demolition. Like, I'm going to throw this out now that you said that. I think, I think why I was astounded that you guys are saying uh, Wesley Snipes makes the movie. Uh, it, yeah, his character needs to be bananas. How about this? I don't think he was profane enough. Uh, okay. He says weird stuff, and that's not doing it. He needs to be like more brutal and less weird. Uh, like... Just, again, like smells like biscuits and gravy down here. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I think that, yeah, that was weird. It makes him a more of a cartoonist villain, like a yes. Joker versus a uh, the more over the edge villain, which I don't think this movie needed. I think he's just perfect for it. Lamar, he's he's trying to be the Joker, but they wrote him like Captain Caveman. <laughs> Boom, I said it. I went there. <laughs> you went there. I went deep. What do you What do you guys think, Jeremy? Mike, go for it. Yeah. So. I agree with Lamar um, on almost everything. So I think that Wesley Snipes should. So do you like the Fast and the Furious, the most recent movie that they did? They had uh, Jason Momoa as the villain in that movie. And he was the only like literally the only good thing about that movie because his villain character was just so like improvisational. And I think they should have done that more with Wesley Snipes, put him in more scenes and let him like kind of like let loose more. Um, I think they they held I think that he was almost too scripted because the like those were I, I just don't think that those are the types of th- things he would have said if he would have just been, it would have like, been more loose. profane, yeah. more brutal. Like he would have had yeah. lines, but it just wouldn't have been as weird. It would have been more. Sinister. And the ending was rushed in this movie. Oh, it was yeah. super rushed. Yeah, you could tell. In fact, I bet they. I bet if you could like research this movie, they filmed the cryogenic scenes at the very end. Like it was like the last thing, because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, like I, I it was like Lamar on that. My my dad's got a smoke machine in the garage. Bring it into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Bring it> in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I like the movie. I think it was a great movie. I I rem- like. We have these critiques now because we have been dealing with modern cinema for so long. Like back in the day in 19, uh, was it 91, 96, 96, 93. It's 96. It starts off at 96 in the movie, but the movie came out in 93. Yeah, we'll split the difference at 93. Um, Yeah, I think that like at the time, this was a great film. And we remember watching it. Like we're like, oh "Oh, my God, like is it out to rent? We're going to go get it like as soon as it's out to rent. And like you watched it and yeah, you had a good time watching it. And I I think this is another great movie that would have been better if we had watched it all together. Oh, totally. 100%. Yeah. This feels like uh, for older people listening, this feels like the 90s movie you rent at Blockbuster or whatever video rental place that you had on an old VHS mm-hmm. and go and pop in and watch four or five times before you had to return it. Jeremy and I probably had it on loop during a sleepover. It was like you rented one movie and you just kept watching it. That's how I pictured you guys watching it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's usually, honestly, it was like two movies. It was like we had two movies and you just kept it going. That's cool. <laughs> Mike, what'd you think of demolition, man? Dude, I love this movie. Oh, it's yeah, so yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it is peak nineties. Stallone. It's maybe not peak snipes, but he's he's there. Uh, Bullock is great. She's looking good. 
Her eyebrows were a little too thin for me in this movie, but other than that, I got I got no complaints. What's your favorite Bullock? The net. Oh. No, that, oh, that's, clearly, that's clearly not true. Yeah, um. <laughs> I think the net's a super boring film. No, the, I, the net is a super boring film. And I also saw the net in the theater, and yeah. that's not against her. That movie oh, was listed as like a like a cyber thriller. It's really just like overall a couple of people playing Doom and then sending emails, right? And then really not being online and running away. Well, I want to say that movie kind of came out parallel with Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. And they were all trying to. Like capitalize on that, on stuff, that bullshit, yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite Bullock movie? I don't know. It, it might be this one, if I'm being honest. Speed. Uh, so I, I my favorite okay. Sandra Bullock movie is yeah. where she was with Melissa McCarthy, and I cannot. The Heat. The Heat. Oh, The Heat's pretty good. I loved her <laughs> in the. That was that is one of my favorite Sandra Bullock movies of all time. It really is. So you're saying we should they, do The Heat later on uh, somewhere here? <laughs> I'm in. I mean, it's a hilarious movie. Hilarious. Film. Let's do it. Yeah. Wow. Are they doing a sequel to it at some point in time? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, yeah, I have I no know. idea. Yeah, but like, if you don't like this movie, man, what's your boggle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what seems to be the boggle? <laughs> I don't know what seems to be the boggle, but hey, guess guess what? Next time, we're going to keep on with this sci-fi trend. Uh, is this where the future's going? Is the future good? Is it bad? Here's what's crazy. We just did our first Stallone movie. We have a couple more in mind that we're thinking about later on. Well, we're going to follow this right up with our first Schwarzenegger film. Up next, we get Richard Bachman, i.e. Uh, Stephen King presents, written wise, the Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he didn't direct this one. He did not. Remember, the, that was the Maybe trivia. thankfully. Uh, <laughs> Maximum Overdrive <laughs> was the only movie he directed, Stephen King, that is. But yeah, we'll get our first Schwarzenegger film. So hopefully you're enjoying your November and working your way to some kind of fall Thanksgiving break. So you're listening to all these sci-fi adventures. When I... Uh, and Jeremy, maybe you had this too. When I was growing up like... Uh, I'm thinking like early teens, for some reason, going sci-fi, uh, Star Wars, the trilogy, was always on TV during Thanksgiving break. Um, it was just always on TV. Yeah. And I watched it, and it was great. So sci-fi, November, apparently. Yeah. I wonder if that was a thing somewhere, because I kind of remember that, too. I don't recall watching it, but it's always just kind of on around this time. Well, I think they try to like put movies on that families of all generations can like understand and like have seen and like are familiar with during the holidays. Yeah. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. Yeah. Well, we'll hit you again. And hopefully uh, during this uh, Thanksgiving uh, holiday S season, people will eat well, uh, relax. Hopefully some of our shows will come back and things will be solved as far as strikes and writing goes. And, uh, a uh, shout out to everyone. Hopefully uh, you eat some food, come to your senses and uncancel the wonder years and get your head out of your ass and realize you had a good show in your hands. Man, so, you're still burnt about that. There oh, you go. I'm super burnt. Dulé Hill forever. <laughs> uh, Dulé Hill, please God, uncancel the wonder years. Make it happen somehow. As always, Rapid Troop sucks. <clears throat> it might. <laughs>